Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and it's January 1, 2024, New Year's Day. And as I get up this morning, I reflect on the Lord's faithfulness to me and all his children, faithfulness to his church and to his word. For eons, it has been so, and he is the Lord, and he does what he says. His promises are pure and holy and eternal, and 2023 was no different. He does do what he says, and I am grateful for his past faithfulness and his promises of future faithfulness. I read from the Bible, 2 Corinthians 6, 16 to 18, which trips over into 2 Corinthians 7, 1. For we are a sanctuary of the living God, just as God said. I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from their midst and separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That was, again, 2 Corinthians 6, 16 to 18, in 2 Corinthians 7, 1, Paul outlines the promises of God and urges, then turns to his faithful and urges them and us to perfect holiness in the fear of God. And a lot of times people start, renew that promise to themselves with resolutions on January 1st. I was blessed in 2023 with being able to continue in the wonderful job gave me, which is working with children. I continued in my church, another blessing he has given me. I continued in my warm, clean, beautiful home, and that is such a blessing. I had health, means, peace, punctuated by occasional happy surprises. Yet aging issues are real. I noticed in 2023 that my mental faculties are dimmer, a bit blurry around the edges. I never really felt like I recovered totally from the two weeks in 2021. I was so ill with COVID. I mean, really ill. They wanted to send me to the hospital, but I kept saying no. But I had a very high fever of over 103 for almost two weeks straight, and that really fried my brain. I thought I would recover from that, but I'm still fuzzy. I'm not as alert after work as I used to be, as long into the evening. And I also cannot count on energy being present. Sometimes I have it after work, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I have it on the weekends, sometimes I don't. Because of this, after school, I tended to slide into less productivity for the Lord. I was not reading my Bible as long 
not researching as deeply, and sadly also just not reading as many books, either secular or theological. I've never been that successful with New Year's resolutions. Self-help usually fails. But when it's combined with a resolve to pursue holiness, a resolve to walk more closely with the Lord, to work toward glorifying him through my earthly decisions, well, now that's a whole nother kettle of fish. I do deeply desire to serve the Lord and please him. The author of Hebrews 12, 14 wrote, Pursue peace with all people and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And also we see in Romans 6, 22, we're told to be a slave to God because the fruit you reap leads to holiness. Such a key, pursue holiness. This time of year, people usually turn to Jonathan Edwards' famous resolutions, as well they should. Beginning in 1722 and ending in 1723, he started at age 19. He wrote 70 resolutions designed to help him live a holy life. You can get these resolutions at Chapel Library online or sent to you for free, or they're, they're bouncing around on the internet. And here in an essay, John Piper, who is a student of Edwards, wrote about them in an article titled, The Resolutions of Jonathan Edwards. He reorganized the resolutions into groups of similar theme, if that helps. Now, Edwards was intent on pursuing God's glory, spiritual good for himself, and the good of fellow man. He was only 19. But interestingly, several of his resolutions spoke of the end of his life and his eventual death. For me, this resolution from Edwards kind of sums up the whole resolutions thing. It's number 17, and it says, Resolved, that I will live so as I shall wish I had done when I come to die. Here in an essay at Ligonier, in an article titled, The Resolution Solution, Jean Edward Veith shows the difference between Edward's solutions, resolutions, and the ones made by Benjamin Franklin, who lived at the same time as Edward's and who had taken a cue from Edward's shortly after Edward's issued his resolutions. Franklin called his experiment of pursuing 13 virtues, quote, a bold and arduous project of arriving at moral perfection. Gulp. We know where this is going to end, don't we? Edwards looked to God. Franklin looked to self. Edwards' resolves were, quote, focused on God's glory, scripture, heaven, and hell, and Jesus Christ. 
Franklins were secular, pragmatic, and this-worldly, focusing on becoming a good citizen and a successful businessman. That was a quote from Jean Edward Veith's essay at Ligonier, The Resolution Solution. So how did it turn out for Franklin? Did he achieve his pursuit of moral perfection? Veith writes, quote, Franklin kept a chart upon which he made check marks indicating his progress. When he found that he had problems keeping them all at once, and remember, as an aside, they were only 13, Edwards had 70. Franklin tried concentrating then on one virtue at a time. When he was found that he was still not making all that much progress, he gave up the whole plan. End quote. Sound familiar? Yet, Apostle Paul struggled, like we all do. He wrote, quote, for the good that I want, I do not do. But I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I am doing the very thing I do not want, I am no longer the one working it out, but sin which dwells in me. I find then the principle that in me, evil is present. In me who wants to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man, but I see a different law in my members, waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of this death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then, on the one hand, I myself, with my mind, am serving the law of God, but on the other, with my flesh, the law of sin. Romans seven nineteen to 25. And Paul's struggle was famous. And that's what a struggle we all have, because sin is still in us. Did you know that Ruth in the Bible had made a resolution? Let's look at her resolve. It's from Ruth 1, 16. But Ruth said, do not plead with me to leave you or turn back from following you for where you go, I will go. And where you sleep, I will sleep. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. That was Ruth 1, 16. Now, Jonathan Edwards was very impressed with Ruth's resolve he wrote an essay called Ruth's Resolution. And Edward said, quote, I would particularly observe that where the virtuousness of this, her resolution, consists of that it was for the sake of God of Israel, and that she might be one of his people, that she was thus resolved to cleave to Naomi. It was for God's sake that she did this. And therefore, her so doing is afterwards spoken of as a virtuous behavior. Ruth 2, 11 and 12. She left her father and mother and the land of her nativity 
to come and trust under the shadow of God's wings. That was Jonathan Edwards remarking on Ruth's resolution. Our resolutions can be as specific and lengthy as Edwards or as simple as Ruth's. But whatever you resolve, they should not be rested upon self as Ben Franklin's was. We should resolve things. We're told in the Bible to walk, run, pursue God's standards in obedience and holiness. And we must work out our salvation with fear and trembling, Philippians 2.12. Those are all active verbs. And for us to be active, we must decide, commit, resolve. So whatever kind of resolve you have made looking into the new year, if they're centered on God's will, his glory, and his kingdom, he will be sure to bless you and sustain you. We don't resolve to seek moral perfection. We know that cannot happen anyway until the glorification comes. But we pursue Jesus and we work to become more like him every day, day over day. We realize we can't do it ourselves. Even Paul couldn't. If we look to Jesus always and rely on the spirit through prayer, growing in knowledge of his word and surmounting our sin, our victories, whether large or small, will increase. So make your resolutions, put one foot in front of the other, steeple your hands in prayer, keep the eyes focused upward, and walk on into 2024. That's what I plan to do. Resolved. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day and a happy new year. Thank you.